0: So we're talking about the power of the blessing and I, and I wanna bring you to one of my favorite passages of scripture and I have many but this psalm is one of my faves and uh, it's, we probably have read it and uh, if you, you read it with us one line or you can open your Bibles and take a look at it. Speaking of which, I'm gonna go get my Bible in a minute. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine on us. So here the psalmist opens with this, this prayerful declaration and probably if I look it up, I would imagine that the NIV, the translators, have put the word may in there sort of to make the contemporary reader feel good. It's probably expressed in the, more, in the most wooden way in the Hebrew that it probably says, God bless us. Yeah. <laughs> now, of course, nobody, especially Hebrews, nobody's telling what God what to do. But the voice of prayer in the scripture is, 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 is confident and bold. It's not that there's a, there's not a a, a mealy mouth, uh, uh, soft spined approach here. So, so here's the psalmist saying, may God be gracious to us and bless us. He is seeking and asking for the blessing of God. Okay, and, and, and he says, and make his face to shine upon us. He is asking that the Lord of the cosmos, the Lord of heaven and earth, actually initiate, make a decision to turn and think about, think about the, the, today's culture but it's, and, and, and the culture in, in that w- this was written in and, and first read in to, to have the face, to, to have someone's face turn and look at you. You know, I don't, uh, You try to imagine this. I don't, know. I, I, in, in such a supercharged political climate, if I bring up anybody, you, some people might go, yay, and some people might storm out. Uh, but so, so let me just say, imagine your favorite president. <laughs> just pick one, right? And uh, you get to go see them, and they're doing the thing, and they're marching through the thing, and they stop and look directly at you and wait. That there's something about, value and recognition and, and 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 meaning and there's something that makes can, can make you come alive and that's just an important person the psalmist says lord would you god of heaven and earth turn and cause your face to look at me this is he's and this is all part of he's asking for what the blessing say it out loud okay he said may god be merciful may god sorry may god be gracious to us and bless us may god bless us verse two says so that your ways may be known on the earth, your salvation among the nations. He's saying, Lord, bless us. And we know that the the end result, the the end result, the consequence of your blessing is that your ways will be known across the world. That your salvation or your saving power, somebody say your saving power. Your saving power will be known. Do you feel that fascinating and exciting connection? The psalmist is saying, Lord, we need you to bless us so that the world will know your saving power. Right away, we need to establish that the blessing of God is his saving power. The blessing of God is his saving power at work. The blessing of God is, is what helps people conform to his will and his way and, and brings his saving power to bear on their life. The blessing of God is his restoring, redeeming, protecting, providing, correcting, strengthening, sweetening, restoring, life-giving, saving power. And and these, the psalmist knew well enough that, Lord, there's a connection between us seeking your blessing and the world seeing your saving work. If, so listen, friends, let's just say it at the outset today. The only, the only hope, thank you, if I were a Jedi, I could, think. But, uh, Lord, the only hope for this world is that you would bless us. Does anybody believe that? You've probably read too many bumper stickers and too many paperback books and heard too many radio sermons that say, Well, we shouldn't ask for the Lord's blessing all the time. We should, you know, we don't always need to ask the Lord for his blessing. That's just selfish. Do you know what's selfish? Not asking the Lord for his blessing. You want to do, you want to do something for God instead? Give thanks. Well, I feel like I should do something for him. Well, you can't, so just give thanks. <laughs> give thanks. Be grateful. That's, your, that's the main command in the New Testament is you give thanks. He does the blessing. There's too, much at, oh, there's too much at stake. There's too much need. There's too much opportunity out there. There's too much at stake for us to, to not absolutely, uh, with every fiber in our being, not desire, ask, seek for the blessing of God. No, there's too much. I got to hurry. Man, listen. Then he says, may all the peoples praise you, O oh, God. May all the peoples praise you. Hey, quick quick question. Is that what's happening in the world right now? How many would prefer for all the nations to be praising instead of crying out in pain and rack and angst and anxiety and heartache and, and hatred? Well, I wonder how we get them from crying out in pain to crying out in praise. The blessing of God. It's just the Bible. Verse 4, may the nations go to war and fuss and fight and never... No, listen. May the nations be glad and sing for joy. Well, that would be a nice change. May the nations, the nations, the Slavias and the stands, Come on, Jesus. All the stands and all the Slavias and all the other things. May the nations... And, I, and it's easier to see boundaries and maps. But I hear my friend Michael again say, yes, amen, and, I can, and, I, and he sees the faces of Rwandans. And heaven sees every face, every person crying out in pain and angst in and, and your face. The result of the outpouring of God's blessing is the peoples will praise you, God. And then, let's push this out a little bit. Someone might accuse me of being too literal. But if you do, I'll say that's Dr. Dav to you. (laughs) Okay? Uh, Listen to this. Verse 6, the land yields its harvest. The blessing of God has an ecological and an economic impact on the earth on the earth. We tend to think of the blessing of God as having an impact on my wallet. Good thing there's good thing I have a 5 in there so I look like I got something. Uh we think that the blessing of God only pertains to my my pocket, but the, the blessing of God being he's the creator. Do we remember this? This is his planet and he, this the 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 ecology and the economy of the world will respond to the blessing of God. May God bless us still. See, Now, I want you to hear that. It starts off with, may God bless us, God blesses us, and then may God bless us still. So, the blessing of God is not a once and done. The blessing of God is, is I, I seek his blessing, and then I stay subject to that blessing. And I continue to seek that blessing. And those after me continue. They, this is written millennia ago. And, I, and I'm a part of the family of faith that's reading this, and it's yet, so I read this. May God bless us still. Oh, that means it's my turn to seek his blessing. So that the ends of the earth may fear him. Isn't that funny? We think of the fear of God as, a, as a old brother Edwards, Jonathan Edwards, who, it was a great message, but he preached that, sinners in the hands of an angry God. And uh, it was a good message. And, and no doubt. And the message evoked quite a bit of reverence in the room, you can imagine, I mean, he, he threatened him with hell fire, and, and, and that's not a bad idea. But look at the psalmist gives us an additional perspective, that the blessing of God actually results in people walking in the fear of God. So BTW, the fear of God is nothing to be afraid of. The Bible says that Jesus delighted in the fear of God. It was his delight. I imagine it's because he knew the blessing. May God bless us still. There it is again. May God bless us still so that the ends of the earth be firm. What do we see here? That's probably good enough, right? You could say, well, that's good enough. How many are all in favor of the blessing say I? I'm not going to ask for the opposed. I don't care what Dr. Zeph makes me do. <laughs> Every meeting, he's like, you have to ask for the nays. No. There's my nay. What do we see here, friends? We see the need of the blessing of God. We see the benefits of the blessing of God. We see the results of the blessing of God. This is something that must be non-negotiable for our lives. You and I must come to the place where we say, I cannot and will not live without that. Like 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 the song says, like Jacob of old, I'm hanging on till you bless me, Lord. Uh, you may not know that song, but it's a good one. Uh, Jacob, chapter third. Uh, Jacob, Genesis chapter thirty-two, verse. That's Doctor Dab. Genesis chapter thirty-two, verse twenty-six. Jacob, Jacob. Everybody say Jacob. See, I know where this is going, so it makes me happy. But Jacob is wrestling with this angel and uh, this angel that is representing the, God, representing God, and he's wrestling. And Jacob says, "I will not let go until you bless me." See, Jacob had already been on a journey; he had already been through some stuff, and he knew what was in front of him, and he knew he, uh, he knew that the only hope, the, o- the not the only hope, the only hope, the greatest hope, the only preferred future for him lied in a singular option. I will not let go until you bless me. I don't want to go another day, another moment without the blessing of God. And this is the heart. This, and you think, well, man, that's, that's pretty different. I wonder how God felt about that. God said, I'm so happy about that, I'm changing your name. You're going to be known as the person who wouldn't give up, and now you're blessed. You're, you're, I'm, he, this, he, he became, he, Jacob became Israel. And a whole nation named after him. And, the, and then a God who named himself after him. God of Israel. What do you suppose? You ever thought to think, why did God call him the God of Israel? Well, because he really likes that country. Okay. God of Israel. The God of Israel. What does that mean? What's the, look for the root. What's the, what's the root of that, that, that story, that name? The root of being the God of Israel is he's the God of the guy who had some broken and rough patches, the deceiver, not a great name, the supplanter, Jacob. No offense to Jacob who's in the room. One who supplants, he's the God of the guy who Became something different because of God's blessing. So when you say when you hear the God of Israel, think, oh, He's the God of blessing. He's the God who transforms by His blessing. He's the God who looks for and answers those who seek His blessing. Well, if I were too excited, I'd say, Ah, I'm looking for somebody to help me preach this thing. Uh, What is the blessing? What is the blessing? Well, it, it be, eventually it becomes articulated and it becomes almost a liturgical and regular expression. Um, this blessing that we read about is, uh, becomes articulated uh, in, the law, in the Torah, in the law of Moses. As, uh, as God gives instructions to Moses, Here's, he says in Numbers chapter 6, uh, verses 23 through 27... The instruct, Moses gives these, the Lord hears these instructions to, to tell Aaron. He says, tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you, are, how you are to bless the Israel. I want, you to, I want you to start hearing something different when you hear Israel. Not just, I don't want you to just hear songs in minor keys. If you've been around church a while, that was pretty funny, okay? Um, oh, it's a minor key. Ba, 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 la, la, la. I want you to hear something different. I want you to hear, oh. Jacob to Israel, the blessing, the transaction, the change between Jacob to Israel is the blessing of the Lord, the God of blessing. I dare you even to read the God of blessing. You are the, you are, you, this is how you are to bless the blessed ones. Oh, man. That's really good. I just want you to give you a footnote, and that's really good. This is how you are to bless the blessed ones. Say to them, verse 24, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make it. This sounds like Psalm 67, doesn't it? The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. So here's the key. Verse 27 is the key. So in doing this, Aaron and his sons, so they will put my name on the Israelites. And I will bless them. You speak this blessing in my name, I, you're, you're putting my name on them, and then I bless
1: them. Wow.
0: His, and and, and we can, when we consider what's contained in this blessing, both from what, what we've read in 67 and now in Numbers, again, we see that his blessing is his saving work. It is his saving power at work. It is God restoring and renewing and protecting and providing for us. How did this all start? How did the blessing begin? Well, we, we talked about it with Jacob, but Jacob is the, Jacob is the grandson. Here's how it began. If we, this is a kind of a biblical theology thing. Now, the Lord in Genesis, he, in creation, he saw that it was good, and he blessed it, and he was thrilled, right? You remember that? He was pretty thrilled with creation, wasn't he? It's true. You should read it. It's in the Bible. But uh, uh, he's, 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 he's thrilled with creation, and he blesses it, and then his crowning creation... The image-bearer falls, turns his back, commits, commits a felony against our Creator, and embraces sin. And because of sin, there's a fracture and there's a falling. And sin is an infection that spreads through humanity and it begins to turn families against each other and, 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 uh, and it, begins, it begins in the family. There's a fracture and then there's a breakdown and then there's violence and then there's separation and then there's rebellion against God and then there's idolatry and then there's immorality and it gets worse and worse and worse all the way to Genesis 7, 8, 9. And then we have, uh, the Lord's gonna finally deal with it. There's this, 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 we really can't even measure how much time passed, but the Lord is gonna execute judgment to eradicate Arguably, as we're reading along, we would, we, what, we, what we're looking at is, okay, heaven has a plan to eradicate the sin problem. How is heaven going to eradicate this sin problem? He's, he's going to, through judgment, it's going to pour out this, this flood and just wipe everybody out except for this remnant. And so he, the, that, that's what happens, the great flood, and Noah and his family are saved, and then they, they are to, there's a reborn, a re, you know we've got the rainbow and the fresh promise, and the Lord says, okay, let's do this again, right? Let's do this again. And what we read, the reader finds out that you can't, you can't, that 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 you can't deal with sin by flushing the toilet. Sin popped back up again. There couldn't, you couldn't do it with external means. There had to be a different way to fix humankind. By, by chapter eleven, by, cha- the, by we've got the Tower of Babel. They're back into rebellion and idolatry again. So now as we're just reading it, as it unfolds like a story, the story of redemptive history, it looks like now God comes up with a new plan. We, we know that God doesn't come up with new plans per se, but it looks like it. For the reader, we say, ah, look, look what God has chosen to do. What, how will God save the world? Now, in Genesis chapter 12, all, out of the middle of nowhere, for, with no no, uh, no merit preceding it. He talks to a man, and he calls him, and he says this: "I will make you a great nation. I will bless you." It's Abraham. Abraham. There's no record that Abraham was even a relatively nice guy yet. God calls him, and he and he blesses him. You see, friends, the blessing of God is not is not does not come because you are good, per se. The blessing of God comes to make you good. The blessing of God is, is more a cause than it is an effect. You aren't the cause, God is. I will bless you and I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. And listen, all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So God's plan to save the earth is to, is to, is to plant, to send his blessing. God's, we've said his blessing is his saving work. We've seen that, but now we see how it starts. It starts by God's plan to save the earth. God's plan to reach every nation on the earth. God's plan to redeem the whole planet is to send his blessing. Someone say send. So he sends his blessing upon Abraham, and Abraham starts off rough, and he's got Nothing. And all of a sudden, God sends his blessing, and things start to transform. Abraham's life begins to change, and now he's got more people and more stuff. And you know what? Abraham makes every beautiful, perfect decision after that. No. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. But you know what? Isaac Isaac Newton's first, first law is this, that an object set in motion will stay in motion until, unless it is acted upon by another object of equal or greater force. Of equal or greater force. But what God has done in Abraham is, we see it. He sets something in motion. He sets something in motion. And there is no equal or greater force than the blessing of God. Not even Abraham's mistakes. Not his his missteps. The blessing of God keeps bringing him back. He keeps stewarding the blessing of God. He keeps coming back. And the blessing of God continues to work in his life. And then he passes it on to his son Isaac. And he does the same stuff his dad did. The blessing of God remains. And Isaac himself understands that he's the blessed one, but he takes steps to sow and to seek the blessing of God, and he becomes a steward of God. Then he's got two boys, and he messes them up too. <laughs> and then we have Jacob again, who realizes that he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a, the, in the line of the blessed, but he knows that he too... Must seek and ask for the blessing of God. He knows that it's his only hope. Yeah. And then they become a nation. Then they enter it. Can I say this? Like I'm running already. I was supposed to be out, done by now. Oops. <laughs> then, then they become a nation. Then they move into Israel. They move into Egypt. And for hundreds of years, the blessed ones, they're doing great. The, the Egyptians panic. Oh, no, they're too prosperous. They're having too many kids. They're doing too great. We should oppress them. That'll that'll teach them. It doesn't. Then they say, let's kill them, and they can't. They won't die. Hundreds of years. And they think, I guess God forgot about us. But guess what? What God says, you can read what he said to Moses. I remember, he said, my paraphrase, I remember that I blessed Abraham. I have set something in motion that cannot be stopped. Not even hundreds of years of oppression and darkness can stop it from rising back up. And so eventually there's plagues and things and horrible stuff happening all over Egypt. But the blessed ones are living in the land of Goshen. Everybody else is getting stuff, not them. And then finally when Egypt wants them to leave, they pay them to leave. It's in the Bible. They say, here, take our stuff and go. And they plunder Egypt on the way out. And they disobey God and they disobey and they won't go in the promised land. They go, no, it's over. But no, the blessing of God is still on them. And while they march 40 years in the wilderness, they never run out of food and they never even have to buy new shoes. It's in the Bible. Read it. Who would not want to live without the blessing of God? And so they become a kingdom. They become a people. They become a dynasty. And they go into exile, and you think, oh, no, it's over. But it's not. And they're brought back, and they start again, and they're still there. Until one day, the heavens opened up over a bunch of shepherds. And they said, glory. And in the fullness of time, God sent his son. And Peter explained it to the crowd as he was preaching after Pentecost in the temple. And he said, God, he said, and you are heirs of the prophets and of the covenant God made with your fathers. Now, I think most people probably hear covenant God made and they think of the the Mosaic Decalogue, which is appropriate. But that's not where it started. He's talking about the covenant of blessing. Your father's means Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Listen, because then he tells us exactly what he means. What's covenant? And he said to Abraham, through your offspring, all the peoples on earth will be blessed. Verse 26, when God raised up his servant, Christ, he sent him first to you to bless you by turning each of you from your wicked ways oh my has anybody had enough of wickedness yes. in your life and the world around you what is what are we going to do about this wickedness how are we going to solve the wicked problem we're going to seek the blessing of God yes. the only solution is the blessing someone should say the solution is his blessing and we understand Paul explains this further, Galatians chapter 3, verses 8, and then verse 14. Paul says, Scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and announce the gospel in advance to Abraham. All nations will be blessed through you. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus. And here's the, here's the kicker. Here's the, the, the great biblical light comes on, in case we didn't know it yet. So that we might receive, so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Wait, what? Yeah, God's blessing is His Spirit. That's it. It's not, God's not some strange fourth power. It's not the force. It's not abracadabra What do you think? When God sends His blessing, He's talking about His Spirit. Yeah, now it makes sense. Oh, that's us. We're stewards of the spirit of God. Yeah. His blessing is his spirit. His blessing is his spirit on us, in us, working in us, affecting us, and everything in and around us. Isaiah 44.3 makes it clear. There's lots of hints in scripture, but here's what Isaiah says. The Lord says, I will pour out my spirit on your offspring. Oh, we want that. And, for clar- and then the, the poetic repetition to understand what he means. I and my blessing on your descendants. His, his spirit is his blessing. Let me just make this clear. Every good thing God has and does is a direct work of his spirit. His blessing is the saving work of his grace and the gracious influence, the gracious influence of the Holy Spirit in our life. He is the one at work restoring, protecting, providing, redeeming, and perfecting us perfecting us making us sweeter and stronger i was gonna I had, I had my notes beautifying but i thought ooh, no it's father's day i can't say this that's it. we have this week but it is it's beautifying the, the holy spirit the blessing of god is at work in your life making you sweeter and stronger all the time never leaving you the same Look, if he loved you too much to leave you as you were when you, just when you got saved, he, hasn't, he doesn't love you any less a day later, a week later, a year later, 30 years later. He still loves you too much to leave you the same. And his blessing is going to continue to work in your life. Friends, we've seen it in Scripture. Number six, where his blessing is, he keeps. He said, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Where his blessing is, there is his keeping power. Hey, how many are glad that God has chosen... if We say that, that in the blessing, God keeps you. Would, any, would anybody here prefer to be kept instead of disposed of? Now, I know that's not exactly what it means. It means more than that, but it means at least that. May God bless you. May he keep you. May he call you his own. May he say that you belong to him. Well, what if I stray, mess up, whatever? He'll keep you. He'll keep you. But to keep... In this, mean, in this text, means it means to protect in such a way as to build a hedge around. May God wrap a wrap His arms around you like a hedge that protects you and bring you close and hold on to you. May God keep you. May God may He and where where His blessing is, His face shines on you. And then this is the thing. And I I'll just say this as a as an assertion and wait for someone to prove me wrong. At the end of the uh, the the priestly bl- blessing in Numbers, may God bless you. Keep you face shine gracious turn his face. Then the I think the last line is the the is the climax and the summary of the entire idea. And give you peace. Give you peace. Now you and I think peace, and we think tra- oh that means like some that means like inner peace, like like Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> Tranquility within. Anybody against that? No. Let's have some more of that. If, if, if that's all that his peace meant was some sort of inner tranquility, everybody should sign up for the blessing yesterday. We need a petition for blessing. But, it, but the word, that word peace in the Hebrew is probably the biggest bully in Hebrew. It's the, it's the biggest, no other words in the Hebrew language, not even chesed can compete with shalom. It it is just this massive, powerful word that means so much. To say that the peace, God's peace, shalom, means safety and health. It means prosperity, which is God's idea. It means nothing missing and nothing broken. And the blessing of the Lord primarily and ultimately brings his peace. Where, there is his, where, there, where his peace is and his spirit is at work, the broken is made whole. The barren bears fruit. There is beauty for ashes. There is gladness for mourning. There is a garment of praise where there was once despair. There is justice for the oppressed. There is release for the captive. And there is the binding up of the brokenhearted. Ultimately, and where his blessing is, because of his blessing, all of us, to the ends of the earth, we learn to walk in the fear of God. Wow. How many are in favor of God's blessing? How many think that's a good idea? Well, let me take the last couple of minutes and just say, how do we get it? <laughs> I want, how, what's the deal? Well, now, there's, there's, the Bible describes lots of approaches to and responses to the blessing, but let me just give you a handful that I think summarize it this morning. Number one, if you want God's blessing, just ask. If God's blessing is his spirit, then we can listen to Jesus in the gospel of Luke say, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven, listen, give the Holy Spirit to those who ask. His spirit, his blessing is for the asking. Also, another passage. Go back to the Old Testament. Go back to the Book of Chronicles, and we don't. Have, I don't want to take the time to just unpack how significant Chronicles is in terms of a national identity and a storyline. But in Chronicles chapter four and verse nine and ten, there's a story that a few years ago was made quite famous. But it's it's famous for a reason because it's absolutely ridiculous. It's ridiculous. The Chronicle is writing. The the, the, the the chronicler's purpose is to retell the story of the nation coming out of captivity so they can rediscover their identity. And so even Chronicles tells, it actually, if you want to hear better stories about David that kind of leave out the bad parts, read Chronicles. Because the purpose of the Chronicle is to, is to, is to build up the identity of the people, to kind of restore their hope and their heroes. You've got to feel that. But in the middle of trying to retell the story of hope and heroes, the Chronicler stops and mentions a name that is nowhere else again named in the whole Bible. Jabez. He stops in the middle of all these people that they're supposed to remember, and he says, Jabez, whoever that is. See, when the Bible mentions somebody that is a, a, almost a no-name or could be anybody, if it could be anybody, then it could be you. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother named him Jabez, or Yabates, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Oh, that's great. I know that, I mean, I was 10 pounds, and so my mom could have said, Brian, Yabates, Davenport. <laughs> but this isn't just the pain of childbirth. This was, a, this was the circumstances surrounding. She literally cursed her son at birth, calling him pain. That's, that's his start in life. What's his solution? Jabez cried out to the God of Israel. Ooh, who's that? He's the God who blesses those. He's the God who changes our life through his blessing. It's not a mistake that Yahweh, the one called pain, says, I got to, give me Jesus on the main line. He says, he cries out to the God of Israel, oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be upon me and keep me from harm so that I'll be free from pain. He I remember the first time I read this i was I was on a backpacking uh, 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 expedition expedition it was a short one uh it was just a youth group thing but uh, uh and i was I had i was wearing a backpack i'll just say that much and i was and i was walking not not so much hiking down a trail, but I was reading my one year bible <laughs> yeah and uh it must have been july you'll read this pretty soon in your one Your bibles and i remember reading this and seeing it kind of alive for the first time i must have been 18 19 kind of just paying attention for the first time you know and i see this guy pray that god would bless him bless bless me indeed bless me this guy in the hebrew it says lord bless me a lot and i think i'm such a davenport i think oh boy that's 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 sort of improper you know it's kind of audacious that would be like cutting in line you know i i wouldn't Who would say that to God? Who would, that doesn't seem very polite. Enlarge my territory. He just keeps going. Let your hand be with me. And then he has the audacity to say, and Lord, and by the way, not really by the way, but as a result of your blessing, my name is pain, but keep me from harm. Keep evil away from me and me from it so that it won't cause me pain. And I remember thinking to myself in a split second, that is the most audacious, ridiculous, uh, uh, just almost improper kind of prayer. Who, Who would respond to such a, and then here's the, and then the last short sentence. And God granted his request. You can have that just by asking for it. God does. You know, God is not offended by your faith. He's not. He's, I've heard. I've heard that your faith is the only way that, thing that pleases him. Jabez said, the only solution to my pain is his blessing. And the only protection for my future is his blessing. If you want his blessing, we should ask. If you want his blessing, you should seek his blessing. Because asking is more, is not just about a petition, it's about a posture before the Lord. We seek his blessing by honoring his word. Honoring his word. Everybody say, honor his word. We honor His Word. A Psalm, the Psalm chapter, uh, first chapter in, in Chal- Psalms, Psalms one and two. It's blessed the first thing, the first word in the Book of Psalms is blessed. Here you go. I want to get blessed. Here you go. Blessed is the one who doesn't walk in the way of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners sit, uh, 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 or sit with a company of, of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law da- his law day and night. Having honoring God's word is it, you honor the the very Spirit who breathed it out. You welcome the influence of the Holy Spirit in your life, and if you'll honor. God's word he looks for that and he'll honor you James chapter 1 verse 25 says it again all the way back in the New Testament now James says to his audience hey if you will re, he says if you'll look in the word the perfect word that gives liberty and you'll look at it and you'll not forget what you saw but you'll do it he just says you'll be blessed in what you do when you do that he bless you well because he blesses his word he'll honor his word if you want his blessing, you should ask, you should seek. And here's why I, I want to say this. if the, One of the most important things that you and I can do today is give his blessing. To be, an, to be ambassadors, agents, distributors. His blessing is something that you are to bear and to bring. It is something that we have and something that we give. Peter knew that right after, the, right after Pentecost. The Holy Spirit comes on him, and the next thing he does is give the Spirit away, the blessing away. He comes to a man who'd been lame for 40 years, and he says, look, gold's not going to help you. Silver's not going to get you off of that thing. But I got something that God said to my father Abraham would save the whole earth. And he says, such as I do have, what I do have, I give. And friends, when it comes to the blessing of God, here's what I want to say to you and to the world around you. You need to stand up to the world around you and don't cry out, don't yell out, don't do, just say, what I do have and know that you have it, I give it. In the name of Jesus Christ, I bless you. I release the blessing of God, the spirit of God. Listen, this is what they did in the Old Testament. They just released it. They said the blessing of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. In the New Testament, we read it in all the epistles. It starts off the same way. Grace and peace be to you in the name of God, our Father, and Lord Jesus Christ. Just keep relating the blessing all the time. And look at our Lord Jesus. Darcy sees the Lord, sees Jesus teaching, and she grabs Simbi. She grabs Gisa. And she tries to move through and bring them to Jesus. And, of course, the disciples say, hey, he's too busy for that, too busy, blah, 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 the grumpy pants. And Jesus gets mad at the grumpy pants. And he takes, look at, visualize it. He takes Simba and Gisa Simbi and Gisa, and places them on his lap. And then in Mark chapter 10, it says, and he lays his hands on them and blesses them. Come on, come on, come on. Blesses them. They, were, they, didn't have, they didn't need to be raised from the dead or anything. Just put his hands on them to bless them, and here's the we need. To, here's what we need to, to to respond to in that is that, uh, you, you, the, the, when we do that, when we when we communicate blessing, either wholesale or individual, we are we are we are we are, we are in the name of Jesus. People, if you are a parent, you're an authority figure, or a friend, you say, "I place the name on you. You are valuable. You are worth it. You are seen." Remember, turn your face toward, you are valuable, you are worth it, you are seen, you are believed in. May the Spirit of God come upon you. Friends, you, our world needs the blessing of God. I'm, I'm, if you're thinking it's getting late, I know, I think so too. Proverbs eleven eleven. through the blessing of the upright, a city is exalted, but through the mouth of the wicked, it's destroyed. There's only two options. Which one will we do? Let's bless. Let's bless our city. Jeremiah 29, 7, as they're going into Babylon, kicking and screaming and not liking it at all, the Lord gives them a command. He says, seek the peace and the prosperity of the city I'm sending you to. Pray for its peace. For in its peace, its blessing, you will have peace. Wow. 1 Peter 3, 9 says, do not repay evil, with evil or insult with insult. You've got to stop that train. You've got to stop that chain reaction. How's the chain reaction of of insult and evil? Where's it going to stop? It's going to stop with you. Peter says, on the contrary, repay evil with blessing. That's the greatest foe, the greatest antidote to the evil in the world is the blessed ones giving away the blessing. Because to this you were called so that you might inherit a blessing. You must confront the world around you with blessing. If you don't, the world will be bereft of blessing. If you do, the world will benefit from God's blessing. And as you do, you will be blessed. Let me ask you to stand together. Hands across the room. Verses from number six to you out loud. And, and listen, this is what the, the Bible says that when I do this, I'm gonna I'm I'm putting the Lord's name on you. And he's going to bless you. Are you ready for it? And then as soon as I read read this, I'm gonna have Tim Brown just sing that once, and then I want us all to join in the in the in the saying of Amen together. You ready? Let me say this over you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. The
1: Lord bless you.
0: receive it. Everybody lift your voice. Amen. Sing it. Bless you, Lord. Amen. 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 Lord, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your blessing. I thank you that we are that your people, this house, those watching us online, that this house gathered in this room, that they have, they are blessed, and they have been blessed. They are. Bearers and bringers of the blessing of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for your Holy Spirit in us, on us, working through us, for your saving power at work. May the nations respond with peace and praise. If you believe that, would you say amen? All right, God bless you. Be kind to someone. Bless those around you. Bless everybody. God bless you guys online. We love you.